0: Hello guys, and welcome to the Lean With Plants podcast. I'm Chelsea, former overweight, healthy vegan, confused about why I couldn't look like my favorite plant-based influencers, even though I was chugging back green smoothies every day. After a decade of unsustainable vegan diets, I learned the truth about weight loss, lost 40 pounds, and now I'm in the best shape of my life, even after two kids. Girl, if you've been struggling to drop the pounds as a vegan, stuck in a cycle of self-sabotage, sick of yo-yo dieting and going hungry, never being able to get and stay lean, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I share the no BS truth about why vegan women are overweight, the action steps to get you shedding fat, and the mindset you'll need to get slim for life. I'm stoked to have you here. Let's get started. What's up guys, welcome back to another podcast episode. I just want to say I am so freaking excited to be talking to you today about this topic. It is one of my favorite topics in the world and that is how to make progress easier, which inevitably speeds up results. This is going to help you enjoy the process more. It's going to remove obstacles to it being so hard to see that consistent progress over time. Everyone goes on about needing more motivation and willpower and just go out there and do it. And I've heard this such a stupid phrase. I hate this phrase so, so much. (laughs) Passionate me. This is a, a rant coming out. I hate that phrase where people are like, if you wanted it more, you'd have it. And it's simply not true. So, if you've been feeling like you want to be able to make progress without as much effort, you want to remove some of the effort, then this is going to be the episode for you. Listen up, my friend. So, for so many years, I thought that the problem with me not losing weight was that I lacked motivation. And I would look at people who had the results that I wanted, they were consistent in their diet, they were able to stick to a raw diet. They had abs and they looked like it was just so easy for them to eat raw bananas and all of this stuff. And I was like, it felt like such an effort for me. So I thought that my problems would be fixed if I could somehow suck it up and just do it anyway. It's like that whole Nike thing. Just do it. But harder and working harder is not always the answer. Guys, we know there are people who work incredibly hard every single day of their lives and over and over and they don't really see consistent results. They don't uh, become super successful or anything like that. And there are other people who seem to make results happen without much effort. Right, like I'm sure you've seen people who have achieved great success and sometimes you've been like, I don't know I've been like, well they didn't seem like they worked that hard, like they don't deserve that because they didn't work hard. But I want to get you thinking more like the second person and I really want to challenge you that hard work and effort does not guarantee results and it's not even the best course of action to get results. What this does what getting away from thinking that hard work is a precursor for success, what that does is it allows you to enjoy the, the journey more because you're not suffering through that. It's not a painful experience. It allows you to make more progress and it allows you to make it quicker and actually stick to it with more consistency. So here's a little example of what I mean. Now I want to be very, very clear about that. There is elements of anything worthwhile that are going to require significant effort. And some of it is going to suck. I've done multiple episodes where I've talked about a phrase that I love, and that is embrace the suck. So not everything is going to be easy, and not everything can be easy all the time. But... If you feel like your weight loss and your progress is almost like pushing this very, very heavy boulder up an incline, you're pushing it up and maybe inside of that boulder there's willpower in there, there's motivation, maybe there's hunger, you're trying to beat hunger, so you're pushing all of these things, judgment from other people, hard conversations, all of this stuff, momentum, you're trying to push this boulder up a hill, and it's really heavy, it's really hard, and every time you stop pushing, that just, it it moves down again, you lose that progress, you know, the moment you take your foot off the gas, you take two steps backwards, or three steps backwards, the moment you relax, I want to present to you, maybe there's another way, and what if, think about this, what if instead of pushing a boulder a heavy, onerous boulder up a hill. What if instead there was a way that you could push that boulder down the hill and all you really needed to do to get it moving and get it building momentum was to remove obstacles in its path. Think about that picture for a minute. Pushing something up the hill Or letting it roll down the hill and you just going along and maybe removing some of those obstacles, right? Removing the need for motivation, removing the need for so much willpower, removing hunger as an obstacle or cravings as an obstacle. If there was a way to do that, imagine how much momentum. Your progress starts to take on as that just gains more and more speed as it's rolling down the hill. Now you're no longer going backwards every time you take off the brakes because that has got a life of its own. I believe that this is the way to make progress. I believe that there is so much research now about how humans truly progress what brings progress and success this is so cemented in science guys and you can have this so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about three ways to do just that put your thinking caps on maybe get out a pen and a paper we're going to dive deep into some into some behavioral science I'm super pumped up about this let's do it Alrighty, number one The first thing that you need to do to start pushing this boulder down the hill and removing some of the obstacles is to understand and accept the fact that humans are hardwired to choose the path of least resistance. Lack of motivation, inherent laziness, these are not necessarily character flaws, all right? These are things that are designed to keep us alive. I want you to think about any piece of technology that you have in your home right now, any. Any kind of thing that you have in your home is designed to make your life easier. I'm sitting here with AirPods in, and technology is now to the point where I don't even need to be connected to my device to listen to music and to be listening back to myself when I make a mistake on this podcast. Every advancement in technology exists. And is motivated by the desire to make our lives easier. So what we need to do is we need to work with this knowledge. Not constantly fight it and just kind of think that it's not going to exist for us. Because if this is how humans are hardwired to be. And it's not a negative thing. It is literally just there to preserve us as a species, right? Because in time gone by, the most important thing that we needed to do was get enough food and conserve energy so that we didn't starve and die. This is an inbuilt survival mechanism. So stop trying to beat it and fight it and choose to work with it. This is something that I say to myself all the time. If I am hardwired to choose the path of least resistance, to be inherently somewhat lazy, then how can I work with that? How can I use that To make my life, design my life in a way that gets me doing the things that are difficult, but makes it easier for me to do that. I'm gonna share some practical ways that I do that in a minute. So, I believe you are very capable of doing hard things. Like I said, sometimes we really need to embrace the suck, but you need to work with understanding this and not against it, guys. All right, so I wanna give a little example. and it's something really, really small, but it, it just stu- stood out to me so much the other day when I went for a hike with my mom and my sister. It was so lovely. They, My sister said to me, are you doing anything on a Saturday? And she just ca- she came and picked me up. It was a complete surprise. I didn't know what we were going to do. She just said, be ready at 9am. And she came with my mom. We went and got a coffee. And then they took me up to climb a mountain, which for me is just like a perfect way to spend a Saturday. And so we have something in New Zealand called kauri dieback. And it's really, really sad. Kauris are our native tree here. They grow huge. They're absolutely phenomenally huge. And there's a disease that they get, which is called kauri dieback. So to prevent, as you're going through the bush, as you're going through kind of like climbing mountains and going for bushwalks in New Zealand, what the government has set up to try and prevent carry dieback is that when you go onto a bushwalk, there'll be like a little foot washing station so that you can wash your feet and not bring in, I don't even know how it comes in, like the bacteria or the germs or whatever it is on your shoes and they want you to stay on the path. All right, simple kind of thing. So it's kind of funny because if you go to some bushwalks, you have to pick up this little syringe thing and squirt that onto the bottom of your shoe. And then you've got to grab this scrubbing brush and then scrub the bottom of your shoe. And I normally do it, okay? <laughs> Kiwi's listening and gonna be like, you better always do it. I normally do it, but there are times where it seems onerous and I'm just like, I just walked through this bush. You know, I I can't be bothered. I was just here yesterday. I haven't been anywhere else. I haven't been on the track. And sometimes they're at multiple stations throughout the walk as well. So it kind of seems a bit uh, pointless at some times. I'm going to be honest. All right. On this particular bushwalk, they had a foot washing station. And all you needed to do was stand on this little device that squirted water up onto your feet. So you have to go through, you have to go through there anyway. You can't, there's, there was no way to go around it. You had to go through this station as the only way to get onto the path. And all you had to do, walk onto there, water would, or the solution would squirt up onto your feet. And then after that, there was this little kind of area with a scrubbing brush that was inbuilt into the floor of it, that you just quickly scrub your feet on it. And then you walk off and you're out and you're done. And the way that it was set up, it was so simple and easy and obvious to do that you would have, there was like just no excuse for you to not do it. And it's not a willpower thing. It was just so easy. And I just remember tripping out about it because I was like, this is how habits work. This is how we are designed. This is such smart design because it eliminates the difficulty of it. It eliminates that little tiny amount of effort. And it increases the chances of you actually doing that. And it's crazy because it's tiny little things like that. And if you think about that concept where if you can make it easy and simple and obvious and that there is just no way that you would choose another option, we will do that to the best of your abilities, then you are much, much more likely to follow through. And just as though as much as it might seem like this is like a crazy thing, like of course what you would pick up, this brush and just brush your, your foot, of course you would squirt it, but you don't because it's it's easier to do something to not do that, right? In this situation, it was easier to follow through than it was to not do it. Think about how you can do that in your weight loss journey, all right? How can you remove obstacles? Remember, this is all about you letting that boulder which is your progress and your weight loss and whatever you're trying to do in your life, really, this is not just applied to weight loss. How do you let that move more freely and remove some of those obstacles? I'm going to give you an example of what I do. Uh, And one of those things is that I pack my gym back the night before I go to the gym because I know that the biggest obstacle to me going to the gym is fumbling around in the morning. At night, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go to the gym. I like During the day, I'm like, yeah, I'll go to the gym the next morning. It doesn't feel like a big deal. Getting out of bed is a big deal. It's hard for me to get out of bed. I find that really, I'm dazed and confused in the morning. I don't know if anyone else is. I like mornings. I like it when up, I'm up. I hate getting out of bed, guys. So if I pack my gym bag the night before, I get everything ready. I'm talking put my AirPods in. I'm talking put my razor and my towel and my little towel for sitting on when I'm at the gym and all my clothes and if I need to have a shower there, everything that I need for the shower, my keys in the pocket. If I get that ready to that extent and I get my clothes ready, I put them by my bed, then all I need to do in the morning is literally roll out of bed, turn around, I put my dressing gown on because it's cold And then I start getting dressed, sitting on the side of my bed because my clothes are right there. I get up, I go brush my teeth, I go and have a pee and put my hair in a ponytail, go and grab my gym bag, put my shoes on and I'm out the door. It takes me so long and I find it so incredibly difficult to do that first thing in the morning that if I do not have that stuff ready, the likelihood of me going to the gym decreases dramatically. So I want you to see how both of these examples have done something where it hasn't added any effort to that routine. It hasn't made that more difficult. I haven't needed more willpower to do that. It's actually been much, much easier. It's it's set it up in a way where I can work much easier, that I am working smarter, I'm not working harder. Because if I have to pack my gym bag I'm going to have to do it whether that's in the morning, or whether that's in, at night. I'm not adding anything by doing it at night. It's actually just much, much easier for me to do it then. And I'm making it so easy for myself in the morning. I'm removing obstacles. Another one that I do is that I have about five core meals that I make every single week. I don't have apps. For looking at new recipes, I don't use complicated systems for finding new food to cook every week because I know the biggest obstacle to me making meals and being consistent with my dinners and my diet is overwhelm. It's having to make decisions about what I make. So when I've got my five core meals, that removes a lot of that overwhelm, that removes a lot of that thought process where I'm like, what am I going to cook? What, when, what am I going to make, do I have the ingredients, do, am I going to like it, how long is it going to take to make, I know all of that stuff because I've cooked those meals hundreds of times now and some people might listen to this and they'll go, yeah but doesn't that get boring, doesn't it get boring, I would choose routine and boredom to get me to consistency any day, you can have so much freedom in your life when you understand this concept Routine can free up your mind, your creativity, your ability to make decisions and stick to things like nothing else because you put these small decisions on autopilot. You are going to need brain power to deal with life's real problems. If a real legitimate issue for you right now is something as simple as knowing what to cook on a nightly basis then that is a huge barrier to your consistency. I'm going to suggest to you, and this is some tough love here, give it a go. Give it a go being having a boring routine so that you can be consistent. You can always add to that. But this should not be something as hard as it is. And if it's still so hard, it is probably because it is not routine. It is probably because you are having to use too many brain calories to work out how to do this. Remove some of those obstacles and you're going to make your life so much easier. I want to give you a little ex- another little example. And this was became incredibly apparent to me the other day. I am not someone who enjoys routine personally, I've had to learn these, I've seen incredible freedom in my life when I have, I've always called myself Scattered Brain, I've always thought that I'm incredibly unorganised, and I do things just randomly for the sake of I don't like recipes, I don't like following recipes, all that stuff, okay? I am the prime example of someone who would not think that this works, but it truly does. The other day I got in my car, and it was morning, and I wanted to go to the gym, and... <sighs> It's so weird, but at that time of morning, I was just a little bit lazy, and I was a little bit, oh, I don't want to go the normal way that I go to the gym. I'll go a different way, because I want, to, I want to break up my route a little bit. I want to make it a little bit more interesting for myself. Well, what happened was, I started driving a different way, and when I got to the set of traffic lights that I was meant to turn at, I was on autopilot, I was thinking I was driving into town, because normally when I go that way, I'm driving into town, I never go that way to drive to the gym, I wrote. I drove right past the turnoff, and then I had to find a detour to get to the gym, it added probably 10-15 minutes to my time, I already felt like I was running late, and it was just, it, it got me in this kind of like weird headspace, because... I wasn't following this kind of sequence that I'd grown to learn so it was even it was harder for me to kind of get into my workout and get into that because that was a sequence of events that normally was on autopilot but by breaking that up I'd put a spanner in the work and I'd, I'd actually added some obstacles and now I was pushing that boulder up the hill the entire time so give it a go and. I really encourage you, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about today comes from the book uh, Essentialism, forgot the name there for a second, which is an amazing book by Greg McKeown and it's all about making difficult things easier, doing the things that matter most. I highly recommend it. So identify those barriers that hold you back, try to remove as many as possible, subtraction. Guys, think about subtraction, it's not about working harder. Subtraction to add ease and simplicity and make it easier for that boulder to flow down freely. Okay, so number two is understand that huge effort doesn't equate success. The only thing that equates success is progress. Progress will always lead to results because progress by definition is getting closer and closer. It's getting better and better. Effort by definition is just about exertion It's just about force. It's just about how much you put in. It doesn't guarantee any kind of results, does it? It's just effort. And we've been taught probably our entire lives that we if you want something, you've got to work hard. Like I've said before, there are people that work hard their entire lives and they do not see those results. Maybe you were one of them. If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably working, been working hard at your diet for most of your life. And I'm going to guess that you're not there yet. So we know that hard work doesn't always pay off. There's something else that does, though, and that, like I said, is progress. If you are not making consistent progress, even with oodles of effort, you will never reach that price. This is really, really scary. It causes us to have to examine everything we do with a very fine-toothed comb and ask, is this getting me progress? Am I getting consistently better over time? Am I further ahead than I was last month? Am I further ahead than I was Two weeks ago, whether that is in the physical or that is mental or everything that is leading towards long-term progress, If if this isn't happening for you, then it's time to examine the patterns of behavior that you have because they are not working even if they feel significantly difficult. So while this is scary, it's also incredibly freeing because you realize that you do not have to be superhuman. Coming back to that fact where we accept that we we are innately hardwired to preserve our energy. Progress doesn't have to be huge. It just has to be progress. It has to be a tiny bit better. So always bring it back to what brings me a little bit of progress. And if the effort isn't doing that, then bring it small enough so that you can make that little tiny step in the right direction. The biggest problem that people have that I've seen is this all in or all out mindset, this feast or famine cycle where you put in oodles of effort and you try and get everything right. And then because it gets tiring and you get sick of it, you lose motivation, maybe you get your period. Or you have bad news at your job, whatever it is, that all goes out the the window the moment that the motivation is shaken. And this is the problem with doing anything that is difficult and hard, is that it does require a ton of motivation. And if you haven't developed those consistent habits, that is always going to give way when that motivation goes. But do you know what the most motivating thing for humans is? I've talked about this before. There are two things that are incredibly motivating and they are progress, feeling like we're making progress and acknowledgement of progress. So because progress is motivating, it motivates you and it helps you build momentum to more and more progress. So we always get a little bit put off by small steps and we kind of think that they're not enough and i think that a lot of that is that we have been taught from a young age you know like go big or go home another saying that i really hate i hate that so much go big or go home go stuff yourself like oh guys all right so we we always think that you know oh that wasn't good enough i mean oh i missed i missed that time that i was aiming for by like a couple of seconds that wasn't good enough what about the fact that you were better than you were yesterday Or, oh, you know, like I I stuffed up my diet. What about the fact that you've been eating more vegetables? You want to have motivation. You want to have motivation to do hard things and build momentum. Start appreciating small amounts of progress. Because like I said, think about it. Progress is like steps. If you're standing at the bottom of a 20-story building, wondering how you're going to get to the top, take one step. If you can take one step and you can keep taking one step, you will get there. If you do not take a step, you can't get there. If you don't keep taking steps, it is not about how small those steps are. You think about it. If the steps, I'm on this step train now, guys. <laughs> if the steps were huge, it'd be hard to get up there. But if even if the steps were tiny, minuscule, Even if that was a ramp, you'd still make it to the top. It's not about the size of the steps, but it has to be doable so that you can consistently do it. It's not about success or failure. It's not about going big or going home. It's about getting it going. And this is going to be messy. This is going to be a process of tiny, tiny wins. We're talking small, guys. You know, it's easy to say, it's easy to see and say it in the moment, and you listen to a podcast, and you're, oh yeah, that, that sounds great, you know, baby, baby steps, but in the moment, if you go to the gym, and you're there for five minutes, that's not going to feel like enough, that's not smashing it out, that's not beast mode, but what if you never go to the gym, like that would be, that would be huge progress for you, right, that would be celebratory progress for someone who never goes to the gym, and if you're someone who doesn't consistently go, then that is also celebratory progress. If you do that for a couple of weeks, if you wish to walk in the gym door, that's progress. You can build on it. Prioritize. Tiny, messy action. Accept that effort doesn't equate success, but progress does always bring it back to what builds me progress. I'm going to challenge you. Go back and look at someone's YouTube or Instagram account that you admire. Scroll right back like a stalker. And see how they built momentum and skill and how small they started. They could not have achieved what they have now. Anyone you admire could not have achieved what they have with m- momentous effort to try and get to where they are now. It doesn't work like that. You have to start at the beginning. You have to make a small amount of progress before you can make a large amount of progress. And you build on that over time. If you think that you can skip this step, you are kidding yourself. This is not how we work. Accept it. It's also going to make your life so much easier. You're going to enjoy this much more because you're not going to be beating yourself up as much. Celebrate that tiny amount of progress. And this doesn't mean that you can't take big steps. It doesn't mean that you can't commit to big things and do big things action but what it does mean is that if you constantly go in and out and if you constantly do have those big moments of effort and that that's not bringing you results then try something different because you're not going to get a different result by keeping in that same pattern of behavior if you telling yourself that you're going to commit to going to the gym five days a week and working out for an hour every day is that if that's not actually eventuating Bring it back down to something so tiny that you do not need motivation to do it. Bring it back to getting in your car and your gym clothes, or even just packing your gym bag, and see that as a win. See that as phase one. In his in his book Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about being able to do a habit in two minutes or less when you start that, and then building on that over time. That could be going to the gym for ten minutes. That could be eating one vegetable. Before you have a binge. They could be eating one potato. Before you have a pizza. They could be eating one vegetable a day. They could be cooking one meal. With a teaspoon less oil. Whatever it is. Prioritize progress. And keep it small enough that you do it. And number three is identify the real intent of your efforts. What you actually want to achieve. And what is really going to move the needle. So moving the needle basically just means doing the thing that is going to really ramp up results because there's so many things that we do that are, they they don't have a huge effect, right? They don't have a huge huge effect on results and this would be things like whether you have 15% of calories coming from fat or whether you have 20% of calories or whether you have 10% of calories coming from fat, whether you have slightly more muscle than someone else. They're kind of the things that we all obsess about, but on a scale, they have negligible effect compared to how many calories you actually eat or what you're actually putting into your mouth. And what I found is people so often focus on the wrong things. They think that their issues are things like knowing exactly how many calories to eat or is this a starchy vegetable or a non-starchy vegetable and being scared of string beans or or peas or corn because that's a starchy vegetable or that they're eating too many potatoes or that they're scared of rice or that they need to stop eating dates and fruit or they don't want to gain weight because they are, they're used to skipping breakfast or that their metabolism is messed up or that they're over 50 and going through menopause. like I, I've heard all of these things and I'm sure you've thought a lot of them for yourself. And then at the same time, those type people will tell me things like I'm inconsistent. I binge every weekend, I can only stick to my diet for a few days and then I'm off it. I I find myself overeating late at night and I get it because I had this exact same thought process when I was struggling too. I thought my issue was things like how much fat was in my diet and I I was literally binging on pizza on the weekend guys. I was eating pizza, pizza every weekend, I was worrying about the percentage of fat I was eating from avocado. We get so caught up in these things that make minuscule difference in relation to what our real issues are. There's a huge disconnect here because the focus is on things that, when you look at them at scale and compa- comparing with the other issues or the things that will really get the needle moving, they are unimportant. The real issue is that these things like worrying about exact calories or exact macros or exact number of steps or or figuring out whether you've got a hormonal issue or th- obviously I'm gonna to have to put a disclaimer here. There are people that have hormonal issues that do make it a bit harder to lose weight. I encourage you to go listen to the episode that I did with Janine from Potato Wisdom. She has lost. I think over 100 pounds, I'm not even sure now, um, on a potato-based diet, and she has Hashimoto's, there is a lot of people in lean of plants who are losing weight with PCOS, it is definitely not impossible, and I'm going to say it again, on a scale of how much your hormones, even if they have issues, affect your weight loss compared to calories coming in is minuscule, all right, so these heavy, difficult, intimidating things, trying to work all this out, this is hard work. This is significant effort, effort and they don't even change the narrative because the big things that that are holding you back, big inconsistencies, all out or all in thinking, feasting and then famines, that is what is holding you back. Let me give you an example of this in my world. This would be the equivalent of people who are trying to build an Instagram account worrying so much about whether their hashtags are right, whether they're going and spending hours and hours worrying about the right hashtags, and then not even creating content that people will follow them for, and people will, will want to stay for. The thing is, you can have messed up hashtags, not even use hashtags and still grow on Instagram if you're creating valuable content. Because that is so much more important. The hashtags are just the tiny, tiny little cherry on top. Maybe they're even just the stick on the cherry. Because if you don't have that ice cream sundae, I can tell I'm probably getting hungry right now, then that is not going to matter. And it's the same with your efforts for losing weight. So in this scenario, people get really stuck because they think more effort is going to fix these problems. Because... When, you, when you're trying to get all of this stuff right, you're going to need significant motivation, dedication to fix this. And that can be daunting because when you can't even stick to it now, how are you going to find more motivation to do that in the future? How are you going to make yourself stick to that? You already want it. Don't, don't listen to anyone that tells you you'd have it if you, you wanted it enough. You want it. Some of these things, a lot of them, the majority would simply cease to be problems at all for most people if they focus on doing whatever it takes to make progress on the real areas. And for most people, this is going to be consistency. Spoiler alert, this was me. Guys, I really thought that my issue was so many things that weren't. I thought that it was fat percentage. I thought that it was my hormones. I thought that my body was messed up from dieting. I thought I had to get the right diet with the right rules. I thought I had to do something more extreme than everyone else because it was harder for me. You know what? I never got consistent. I never really, really got consistent. And I was stuck doing my very, very difficult diet with a ton of effort because I thought a more moderate approach wouldn't work for me because I was convinced that I needed that effort. I clung to that effort like nothing else, even though I couldn't do it. One of the biggest reasons that people struggle with consistency is thinking that rules get results and then they get hungry all right because you're trying to follow all of these rules and a lot of time it does lead to hunger and then it's even harder to stay consistent all right more effort pushing that boulder constantly uphill and I know someone out there needs to hear it if you stopped worrying about how many potatoes you were eating maybe you wouldn't have a binging problem maybe if you got full at your meals it would be easier to stick to your, to eating a little bit of fruit after dinner and not just binging on Oreos. Maybe if you ate breakfast, like a decent breakfast, not just coffee, not intermittent fasting. Maybe you'd be fine by lunch and you wouldn't be stuffing down like a ton of crackers and bread and peanut butter by the afternoon. Just saying, maybe by making your life easier and eating a little bit more of those right kind of foods you'd actually find that the effort you needed to stick to it and get consistent would be significantly less. Maybe you really need to start working smarter, not harder. Because if effort is not getting you where you want to go, it is not the answer. Here's the thing, guys. Everything that you have done so far, everything that has happened to you and everything that you believe, all of that, all of your mindset has accumulated to get you where you are right now. And maybe you have had some great results. Like I know that this kind of work ethic that I've had for a lot of my life, definitely not all of my life, but pushing myself and making myself work and, you know, working late at night, it's got me to where I am now, but it is not going to get me to the next level. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compare this to someone who consistently goes to bed super, super late because they want to get that little bit of work done. They need to get that work done, not speaking from experience or anything like that. Guys, it is now 10 to 6 on a Sunday night, and I am doing this podcast, and I'm excited to be doing it once I actually started writing the outline, but realistically, I don't want to be doing a podcast on a Sunday afternoon. Like, I, I want to find a way to make my life simpler and easier so that that is not a huge push for me to have to do this on a Sunday afternoon. I'm going to be completely honest with you. So if that person me, <laughs> is constantly working late into night because they didn't get enough do- done during the day, imagine if they could, they could fix that simply by getting a good night's sleep every night. Like, we know this to be true, guys. Like, we know how important it is to sleep. Imagine if you could get, and we, pe- we do, we see this, people get twice as much done. They have, like, so much better cognitive function when they simply get enough sleep. You'd eliminate this problem of needing to work late at night. By putting it all down, putting it all away and going and getting into bed at 9 o'clock. And then getting up and working out, putting, putting the devices away so that you can actually get some sleep. Actually making your life easier, removing some of the effort so you can work better and smarter, not harder all the time. And I get how scary this is because I'm stuck in the cycle too a lot of the time, and I have to constantly remind myself to do little things, tiny amounts of progress to get me out of this cycle that I've, I've had from, and this mindset that I've had my entire life, and it's constantly thinking that these things that would actually help me are so scary, like I'm so scared to do the things that will actually help me simplify and do less, but do the things that matter and do them better. And I'm sure you can see this in your own life as well. Like, we get so obsessed with these little details and and, and the effort required to, to do them well when they're never things that make a difference anyway. And we're not focusing on that. Guys, I just really want to encourage you, if you have a consistency issue, do whatever it takes to make progress in this area, okay? Because you can build on progress. You can build on not needing to... Snack so much in the afternoon because you had a huge breakfast. Stop worrying about how many calories you're eating on a breakfast or from potatoes if you are still binging on pizza. Get some perspective about your life. A pizza is like 3,000 calories for a whole pizza. You cannot eat that much from potatoes. All right? Look it up. Look up a, a tub of Ben and Jerry's. It's like 1,500 calories. That's like 15 to 20 potatoes. If you stuffed yourself with five, you wouldn't even want the Ben and Jerry's. You would have saved yourself hundreds of calories, possibly thousands of calories. Do whatever it takes to see consistent progress in this area. And it's going to lead to results because it's progress. It's not going to necessarily be perfect. It's not necessarily going to be completely optimized. But you can optimize it later. You've just got to get it going, Right. So these are all things to work on. They're all things that we all need to take into account when we're trying to change our mindset around how we make progress and actually making this easier and more effective. And a few of the common obstacles that are going to come up when changing your thoughts are wanting. Is number one wanting to go all in with it, and that's basically kind of getting one of the a little revelation. Maybe you listen to this podcast, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, I I really need to start focusing on what matters, and then. You don't do that because it's going to take time to change, and then you feel terrible and you feel stupid, and then you go back to punishing yourself. You don't have to even get the progress of progress right. You just have to get that going as well, that even changing your mindset and your actions around this is going to be messy and small. Bring it back to being small. Celebrate those wins, even though you're probably going to be tempted to think, now I know this, I can combat it doesn't work that way. It's still going to take time. If you are like me and you've been taught your entire life that hard work, commitment, dedication is what will bring you success, then it's going to be really easy to keep reverting back to that because it's going to feel most comfortable. This is probably going to feel uncomfortable. I know it does for me. It feels really really uncomfortable for me to not to reply to a comment from someone or reply to a DM when I really want to help that person and instead go and actually be making content that is going to help thousands of people of tens of thousands of people and actually explain this idea better that's freaking hard for me I want to do everything but when I'm constantly reactive like that I'm not actually you I'm not actually working smart I'm just working hard and that leads to burnout, that leads to just feeling demoralized. Uh, it's it's really, really difficult because you constantly have to maintain that level of effort. And I'm sure you know what I mean. It's really, really common to do this. Um, so keep bringing it back to knowing, even if I feel like hard work is going to get me there and that I need to work hard, keep bringing it back to what you know to be true and that I, I like the sleep example because we I think most of us would agree with that, that if you constantly don't get enough sleep, you are not going to be performing at your best, even if you're using that time to do work. You need to prioritize sleep so that you can work more effectively and more efficiently. So this is what I want you to be thinking about as well. It's not all about effort. It's not effort times time that brings results. It's progress times time, or plus time, I should say, that brings. That's the formula. The formula for success is progress plus time. Not effort, not hard work, if those things are not bringing you progress. So to recap, work with that innate desire that we have to conserve energy. Work smarter, not harder. Remove obstacles rather than trying to constantly push That heavy boulder uphill. What can you do to make it easy, light, and as effortless as possible? Number two, effort does not equate success. Consistent progress does. Prioritize progress over everything, no matter how small, and it will lead to results with time. Number three is identify that real needle mover. Don't keep working late when you'd get twice the work done if you had a rested night. Well that's us. That's it. I'm going to go and cook a curry now and drink a whole lot of water because my mouth is absolutely parched. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give me a rating. Send me a message on Instagram. You have no idea how helpful it is to know that this stuff helps you. I when I get a message from someone that a podcast has helped them change their mindset or they've lost weight, It is everything to me. It is the best thing you can do to give back. But also actually leaving a review, leaving a comment because it helps this podcast get shown to more people. I would really, really appreciate that. Let me know what you thought and I will see you guys next week for another episode. Bye. Have a great week.